Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, Vanessa, it's unfair. I may have, I may have been saved my mind about either. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it is. Let me tell you, 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 Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 112. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So, um, really an interesting uh, news cycle this last week, and we'll just kind of jump right into um, what we want to talk about. Um, CDC is lifting, well, (laughs) I hate to say lifting, because none of these mandates are actually... (sighs) valid is that i mean i never wore a mask except a couple of times when absolutely necessary i mean all this stuff but cdc has now said if you're not vaccinated or if you are vaccinated you can stop wearing masks inside or outside this is like getting so ridiculous our president even decided to get in on it and the rule is now simple get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do the choice is yours no joe what 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 part of we do not live in a freaking tyranny do you not understand what part of the united states government cannot mandate what you wear do you not understand i mean we have laws about indecent exposure and stuff like that i get it but This is, you cannot make me wear a mask inside or outside. Now, private businesses can kick me out. That's up to them. That's capitalism. Fine. Whatever. But this is absolute overreach of governmental authority to try to tell somebody that you absolutely have to wear a mask. How do you know if I'm vaccinated? We have HIPAA laws. You can't even ask me. If you, if I, I'm waiting for somebody, I'm waiting to go into some place and have somebody ask me if I'm vaccinated. <laughs> We're two minutes into this and I'm already furious about what is happening in this country. What happened to our freedoms? You know, again, I can't remember, I, I, I'm going to butcher it. I should have looked this this quote up. But I can't even remember who said it. If it was, I think it's usually attributed to Franklin, but I don't think it's actually true that it was him that said it. But basically, it says if you're willing to give up freedom for security or health, you deserve neither. Right? Well, you cannot force us to give up our our freedom of whatever I want to wear. I mean, you can't force me to wear a mask. I mean, one. It's, it's not healthy to wear a mask the way that people are wearing masks. I've saw, was thinking about it the other day as I was driving to Salt Lake City to, uh, to preach at the Planned Parenthood. Very uh, ironic in the whole fact that their, their slogan of choice is my body, my choice. But where's my choice, Mr. Biden? 
You're you're telling me this is the choice, vaccinated or wear a mask? Well, it's my body, my choice. I choose not to be vaccinated and I choose not to wear a mask. My body, my choice, right? Who are you to keep your laws off my body? Isn't that the, 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 the slogan of the era? Right? But yet here, here we have a United States president completely overstepping his bounds and making a statement like this. We have the CDC completely over, overstepping their bounds to make statements like, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Everybody else has to. You know what? I don't have to wear anything I don't want to on my face. Now, again, granted, and we'll, I will concede the point, if Walmart doesn't want to, or Costco doesn't want to let me in, if they seriously want to kick me out because I'm not wearing a mask, fine. I will spend my money somewhere else. Thing is, is I walk into Walmart every single day. Well, not every day. Every time I've walked into Walmart in the last year, I do not. I have never worn a mask in this entire COVID season. I've never worn a mask in Walmart. I have dangled a mask from my ear in Costco. And I can't say that I've worn a mask anywhere else. I've worn a mask at at our poker games for the poker league because they won't let me sit down and play if I don't. I wear a mask at work because they're not going to give me a paycheck if I don't. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it. All right. Again, because again, there's so much misinformation and, and stupidity floating around about this it's it's spread by droplets so you have to wear a mask no it's airborne so the mask isn't my favorite freaking meme again oh this is what i was thinking i saw a guy as i'm let me back up a minute i'm so discombobulated because this is so frustrating but so i'm driving down to salt lake city to the planned parenthood to do the ministry that we do every friday morning and as i'm driving i look over and there's a dude in the car next to me by himself wearing a mask why who are you where, where are you what are you good what's going to happen to you in your car are you afraid of getting covid from yourself what is it and if it if it is airborne then a mask isn't going to do anything anyway because it's not it's good it's a virus is going to go right through that mask and if it's droplets, nobody's in there to sneeze to give you any. So why are you wearing it? And here's the thing that just blows my stinking mind. Is you know the dude that is sitting in the car by himself with a mask on has been vaccinated. He was first in line to get the vaccine. Which means it makes even less sense. It's everything, all this stuff with the vaccine, everybody, they're acting like it doesn't work. Why would I want to get a vaccine when you act like it's do- it doesn't work? I mean, now, for for weeks after they started vaccinating, they're saying, "Oh well, you got to still wear a mask and you got to still do." Why does your vaccine not work? Here's the here's the thing. My favorite memes that are out there right now goes for vaccination and masks. If your mask works, why do I need one? If your mask doesn't work, why do I need one? If your vaccine works, why do I need one? If your vaccine doesn't work, why would I want one? 
right? I've had COVID. I have an immune system. Having COVID, as far as I'm concerned, is probably better than the vaccine. Because my body has created antibodies to fight this off. Now I'm going to get all to say, well, you don't know how long they're going to last. So be it. I managed to get through COVID, no problem the first time. If I get it again, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get through it again the next time. And if not, okay, I'm ready to go. Right? I mean, I would, I would, I would fear more for leaving my family behind than me dying myself. But I'm not afraid. I mean, if there's a 99.98% chance of surviving this at my age, why would I be afraid of it? Why would I want to cover my face completely all the time because of it? With a mask that probably doesn't work. I never get, I'm not close enough to anybody to get droplets on me. To worry about it. And if I was, I mean, here's the thing that I, I, I'm concerned of. If it's, if it's, if it were spread by droplets, somebody sneezes and it hits my mask, which is, that's what it's supposed to do is protect me. And I don't realize it or whatever. And then that sits there long enough for me to suck that crap through the mask. Cause it's a virus and it's small enough to pass through once that those droplets saturate the mask, then I'm going to get it anyway. And if it's airborne, if it's just floating around there in the air, I'm going to get it anyway. This has been the most ridiculously handled pandemic of anything I've ever seen. And other than that, I don't have strong feelings about it at all. Let's let's go to something a little less uh, a little less controversial, shall we? <laughs> Hamas and Israel, Palestine and Israel. Fire and rockets, this has been going on for a little over a week now. Just massive, you know, Hamas attacks, Israel response, responds. let's, Let's look at the reality of what is happening here. One, there has never been a Palestinian state. Never. Do you know the definition of Never. There has never been, even before 1947, before they reinstituted Israel as a nation, there was no Palestinian state. I don't remember what country that it came back out of, but there was no Palestinian state. There never has been a Palestine with borders. So now... This area is Israel's. It was given to Israel. Whether you agree with the reasoning behind giving that land back to Israel, it's a moot point because it now belongs to Israel. Just like whether or not you agree with the way that the United States came to be, this is our territory. This is, this is the land that we have as the United States of America. I mean, again, if, if you're going to dispute how any country became a country, then we, we have no countries. We have no borders. If we have to give everything back, it makes no sense. 
So Israel has its borders. Israel has its sovereign nation. And they have the right, even Biden has said, they have the right to defend themselves. But here's the thing. Here, here's what Israel does. This is what boggles me as I'm watching people on social media as they're talking about this, complaining about this. Oh, God stands with the oppressed all the time. And so God is with Palestine and not with Israel, even though Israel is God's chosen people. Blah, 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 blah. Stupid things Jory Micah says. Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode. Right? But Hamas will, will fire thousands of rockets into Israel. Did you see this, this picture that we have? We have Hamas's rockets on, on one side, over here. Hamas's rockets over here on the right. Israel's rockets on the left. The Iron Dome defense system. So Hamas will fire all these rockets into Israel. They will fire off the, the Iron Dome. And so very few of the thousands of rockets that are fired into Israel actually hit ground because the Iron Dome knocks the majority out of them out of the sky. But then Israel responds with rocket attacks of their own. And here's what they do. They, they, because of their intelligence and so on, they know what buildings Hamas is in. And Hamas sets up... Uh, headquarters and 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 bases inside buildings with civilians they're using hamas is literally using their own people as shields why isn't jory micah saying anything about this hamas is literally using their own people as human shields they put their 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 bases inside civilian buildings or press uh um buildings which we just saw they, they knocked down, Israel knocked down a, a news a building with a news, couple of news stations and stuff. But Hamas had, uh, I don't even know what to call them, bases, headquarters, something. I mean, what do, you, what do you call those things? Cells inside these buildings. So no one's saying anything. No one on the left is talking about the fact that Hamas is literally like the bad guy that picks up the dude in, in Wonder Woman 84 who picked up the little girl and hangs her over the edge of the, the balcony in the mall, right? Oh, it's a horrible dude who does that. Absolutely. Hamas is doing that with their own people. But Israel will call those buildings, will call get the phone numbers of all the people in the building and give them time to evacuate. Get out of the building so we don't kill you, but we're knocking down the building because Hamas is in there. Does that sound like the genocidal maniacs that people are, are building up Israel to be? They're literally, they gave the, the news building that they knocked down the other day, they gave them an hour to evacuate the building. They called them up, said, we are about to blow up your building get out so we don't take human life we are just going to knock down the building and take out hamas's stronghold gave them an hour to evacuate then bombed the building they do this with the apartments and all the other places that they do where hamas is set up using civilians as human shields thinking that oh well they, they can't bomb us because we're in an apartment building with all these people Israel will call all those people in the building, say, we're about to bomb the building. You have so much time to get out. And then they blow up the building. 
doesn't sound like genocidal maniacs to me. But none of this stuff is the stuff that Jory Micah and her... Yeah, I keep mentioning it because I've seen it all on her stuff. But these people on the left, the people... They never mention any of this stuff. The Israel goes out of their way to avoid taking human life where Hamas is literally using human beings as shields. Their own people. Hamas is using the Palestinians as human shields. Why are you not bringing up this stuff? Oh, just stand with the Palestinians. I mean, I'm... It's a bit, it's, this has been an ongoing thing for millennia. This has been going on. I mean, honestly, I don't stand with either side. I would love to see peace happen. But, I, I'm, but I'm going to look at it logically as, as what it is. And the reality is, is, is Israel does everything they can to avoid taking human life while Hamas is just out there not giving a crap. Other than that, I don't have any strong feelings about it. So let's, let's really look at something a little bit lighter. NBA playoffs, baby. Yesterday was the end of the regular season for the NFL. And the Utah Jazz, for the first time in Utah Jazz history, has taken the number one seed, the best record in the NBA, by themselves. Multiple times, a few times, three or four times in the past, they've been tied for that. They've been number one seed in the past. But they've been tied for the best record. They have the best record in the NBA, 52-20. and is what they went. And so they are the number one seed. So this is what it looks like. This is, I love this time of the year. From about a week and a half to two weeks ago till now. Because my little analytical mind loves all the different scenarios. Well, if this happens, this happens, this happens, then the Jazz are going to take the number one seed. But if this happens, this happens, this happens, then they're going to take the number two seed and they'll play this person. If this happens, blah, blah. I love those scenarios. I love to look at that analytically and go almost, almost as much as I love watching the games. Almost. Not quite, but almost. My, my analytical mind loves this stuff. So here's here's our playoff situation. This is where we stand. And I, again, we have this is a new thing that the NBA has been doing since last year. I think is the first time they had the play-in uh, tournament. And I'm not sure. I meant to look up to see if it's like if it's a one-off. I don't know if this is a one-game thing or what, or if it's a best of three, best of five, something like that. But so it looks like we have the Grizzlies playing the Spurs. Uh, for the number eight seed, or well, the number to get into the play-in uh, tournament, and then we'll see who ends up doing what. And then the Lakers and the Warriors are going to play. So the winner of the winner of the Lakers and the Warriors will be the number seven seed. Right now, the Lakers are seven, Warriors are, are eight. And then the loser of that will go in to play for the number eight seed against the winner of the Grizzlies and the Spurs. So, and I don't know when these games are happening. I haven't seen anything. I mean, all this just happened last night, and it did my little heart well to see the Jazz. Uh, number one seed, best record in the league. 
the first team in NBA history to uh, to score um, ten or more uh, three pointers in every game of the season. I love that. They are the best three point shooting team in NBA history. The nineteen or the twenty 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 one. Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gobert, uh, Bogdanovich, Bogey, Joe Ingles, um, who am I missing? Royce O'Neal, George Niang, the minivan, all the guys. I mean, there's phenomenal three-point shooters watching these guys play. I, I have loved this season. Two years ago, Donovan Mitchell's rookie year, reignited my love for watching jazz basketball. I've always been a jazz fan, but I didn't watch basketball for a long time. When the, when the golden era ended after uh, Stockton and Malone, I kind of fell off watching basketball. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, these guys, Joe Ingles have re-sparked my, and I think it was just, it was Ricky Rubio at the time um, was playing. It was Joe, Ricky, Derek Favors, uh, Rudy, Donovan, these were the guys that were playing that really reignited my love for watching Utah Jazz basketball. And so I am excited for these playoffs. We have a legit uh, run at the championship this year. I don't think there's any team out there. I mean, we lost three, uh, all three games that we played. It was an abbreviated season, so we didn't play four games against uh the, the Suns, but the three games that we played, yes, we lost all three, but I still think we have the ability to beat every team that is out there. Every team that we could possibly end up playing, um, including the 76ers, um, I think we have a, a, a huge advantage over them. Especially if we're all healthy, when we got when we've got Donnie Mitchell playing, when we've got Jordan Clarkson playing, when we've got everybody out there doing their thing. I mean, Donovan. I mean, we we hit against was it against the Kings or the War, Warriors? One of the I can't remember what team it was that we played that we beat them a, by almost fifty points, forty nine points. We beat by beat them by a team record. Again, 154 to 105 points, not overtime. And Donovan Mitchell didn't even play. That's another 30 points or so a game if Donnie had played. Now, you got to do some math and stuff like that. If Donnie had played, we probably would have scored 170. Maybe a little over, maybe 165. you gotta, you got to average out with him out and someone else out and blah, blah, blah. But this is this playoff season is going to be amazing, y'all, and uh, and I'm excited. The Jazz are going to have they're still not at capacity, but they're going to have up to thirteen thousand people in the uh, in in Vivint Arena for the playoffs, which excites me. I'm like I'm glad. I mean I hope I really hope with all this stuff that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast that they will not make people wear masks. Let people come in and let's have fun watching the game, cheering for our team, not having to try to shout through a mask, not breathing back in your own. I don't want to rehash all of it. 
please, Vivid Arena, Utah Jazz Organization, please take down your mask mandate, and I will buy some more tickets to the playoff games and take my wife and daughter to go see those. So, excited to see what happens. We're, we're, we're coming into the playoff season. I think Saturday or Sunday of either this week or next week. I think there's a week. Of, I think it's a week. I think Saturday or Sunday is when the playoffs start for the Utah Jazz. So, um, be excited to see who we end up playing in the eighth seed. My, my hope is that we end up playing like the Spurs. I, I Actually, I don't I, any of these four teams. I would honest, honestly, I want to play the Lakers because I want to put LeBron James in his place. So I want to see Utah sweep the Lakers, sweep them in the first round, take them down, send LeBron James home to watch the rest of the playoffs from the couch. Um, he can go. He can go hang out with Jordan, the real goat, who pushed off. Hashtag Jordan pushed off. Um, he, they can go watch the playoffs together. The rest of the playoffs through the finals and watch the Jazz go all the way this year. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. That is my podcast for the day. That is everything that I, I have the energy uh, to talk about. And uh, and hopefully it was uh, entertaining. <laughs> I, that's, that's the most I can hope for with what we got going on right now is at least somehow for the last 25 minutes, I have entertained you with rants and raves and uh, sheer excitement for what is coming up about the jazz and not so much excitement about what is coming up in our country and around the world with things that are happening as well. Um, the rise of tyranny. Can I see your papers, please? Um, literally, people making suggestions about getting tattoos. This is no joke. Medical doctors that I've seen on Twitter making the suggestion that we get tattoos that cannot be replicated to prove that you've been vaccinated. It's kind of ridiculous. Very ridiculous. So I hope you've been entertained as always. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.